Hello everyone. Welcome to Math for Knitters. This is episode 25. Okay, so um, this was going to be another relatively short show, mostly because I've not had time to work on the pattern that I was asked to <laughs> tell you how to size up or size down, and I can't think of any other big techniques. So today I'm going to do some thank yous and I'm going to go over a idea that I've gone over before, but it bears repeating. And I'm going to tell you about a great book that I just got. So let's get started. First of all, uh, I want to thank everybody who has left me notes on the blog or has emailed me and said nice things to me. And I call this a period of upheaval, which is not entirely correct. It's more of a transition. And ultimately, it's a very good transition, but it is a little, um, it is a little sticky. So I'm really happy every time I get to read something nice about people who love the show or who miss the show or who want to hear from me again. So that makes me very happy. And I'm also very thankful for my knitting group here, my local knitting group here, and all my friends who have been very supportive. So that's that. Also, I listened to a podcast a while ago um, that's called Beneath the Fiber Moon. I've talked about it before on the show, and she talked about a pattern that she had for a hat, but she wanted to make it either bigger or smaller. I don't remember which, but here's how you can take a hat pattern and change it to fit whatever size you like. First of all, you need the measurement of the thing that you want, like my head, for instance, is 23 inches around, and then I like to subtract 10% of ease so that it would be nice and snug, because earlier in my knitting days, I would make 23-inch hats, which would fly off in a stiff wind, which is really inconvenient, because I live in a place where there's a lot of stiff wind. <laughs> so in, in my case, I would subtract 2 inches and aim for 21 inches and do a gauge swatch and then take a piece of paper and write down your gauge, your both row and, and uh, stitch gauge, and the desired measurement that you want and then the gauge from the pattern and the um, size, the final size in the pattern. And what I like to do is do my new measurements in one color of ink, like say black, and my old ones, those are the ones from the pattern, in a different color, say blue, so it's easier for me to keep things straight. And then all you have to do is convert the cast-on stitches for the hat into inches and see what, what that gives you. So say the hat was written for an 18-inch size and you wanted it to be 21, then you would just have to divide 21 by 18 and that would give you a ratio to use to apply to the number in in the pattern. So basically, you're looking at, hmm, wait, that's not right. <laughs> that's not right at all. Okay, so you're looking for a 21 inch hat. Basically, what you're going to do is redesign the hat for your gauge and your size. So if you get four stitches to the inch and you know that you want a 21 inch hat, then you have to take 41 and stay with me kids, multi or 21 and multiply it by four. 
um, so that would be 84 stitches. And you cast on your 84 stitches, and if the hat has any crazy, most hats don't have any crazy shaping or anything, but just pay attention, like if you know um, that it has a measurement in inches, then like a depth measurement, like say, say it says knit for five inches straight, you just do the same thing. You just knit for five inches straight. If it says do X number of rows, then you have to convert your rows from the old gauge of the pattern to the new gauge that you're working at. So how that works is you write, say you're, I'm just going to use really numbers that don't make any sense but are easy to do math for. Say the old uh, row gauge was five rows to an inch and yours is four rows to an inch and it tells you to work 10 rows. So in that case, that would be two inches. And since you're getting four rows to an inch, you only have to work eight rows. And finish your top however you like. I generally take my number of stitches and see if they're divisible by eight. And in my example, I have um, four stitches to the inch and 21 inches, which is 82, which is just shy of being divisible by eight. So 80, 80 would be. And so you have two choices. You can either cast on two fewer stitches and have the hat be a little bit more snug, or you can work on 82 stitches until you get ready to decrease for the top of the hat and then just decrease in the very beginning of the round and halfway across. So you would just do like a K2 together at the first and then work 40 stitches and then do a K2 together again. And then start, you know, when you get back to the front, then start doing your decrease rounds. And I have, once again, I've covered this before, but um, I like to do eight decreases every other round on a hat. And so in this case, you'd be starting from 80 stitches. That's 10 sections of eight. So you would, for instance, in your first decrease round, knit eight, K2 together around, and then seven, and then six, and then five, and so on. And that's how I would change the size of a hat from a pattern. I'm sorry, that was very sloppily done. <laughs> I'm clearly not used to this anymore. Um, although I am feeling a little bit as if I should change the name of the show to um, Books for Knitters, <laughs> because the, the thing I've been most excited about lately is talking to you about books that I get to buy with the fabulous um, fondage that my readers send me. And the book I bought this week is called um, Favorite Mittens. It's by Robin Hansen. That's Robin like the bird. And it's best traditional mitten patterns from fox and geese and fences and flying geese and partridge feet. And to me, this is one of those books that was a legendary kind of book and has been out of published, out of print for a long time. And on the back it says that in 1983, a quiet phenomenon captured the attention of knitters all across North America. It came in the form of an unusual and charming book of traditional mitten patterns from Maine. So it's really nice. And since it's from Maine, it's um, very, very, very warm mittens. And we've had a terrible cold snap this week where I live. And I was wearing my lovely sideways mittens from Elizabeth Zimmerman and a big gust of wind hit me and just blew right through them and I was like oh my gosh and so that night I happened to be at the yarn shop and I picked up this book and I said I really need this book <laughs> 
Um, it's published by Down East Books, and their website is www.downeastbooks.com. And on the show's website, I will link somewhere where you can buy the book. And also, if I can find any errata, I'll link to that. And as usual, the show's website is www.mathforknitters, that's the number four, dot blogspot.com. Okay, so basically, as you might imagine, uh, this book has a lot of mittens in it, but it also has a few hats and some really, really darling uh, baby mittens. It has a great section in the beginning about sizing and how to, to make your mitten fit you perfectly, and also the standard sizes both in inches and centimeters for children and also for adult sizes of, of mittens. So that's really good. Um, talks about traditional uh, methods and has really fabulous little drawings of uh, some, of, some of the techniques, although some of them are photographed as well. Um, it is all in black and white except for the cover, but that's frankly fine with me. Oh wait, actually no, there is a section in the center with some color photos. Um, but it's it's a book, it's really chock full, lots of patterns, very well explained, and I think would be a great starting point for somebody who would never knit mittens or a good way to learn other ways of making mittens. So I'm just going to flip through. It also talks about felting, which it calls fulling, which is, I guess, technically the proper term. So fulling fishermen's mittens, and that's covered on page 34. Um, something called double rolled mittens, which is a very thick one where they're knit in one color with a narrow roll of unspun fleece carried behind the work, caught up between stitches, just as one weaves in long floats of yarn in double knitting. So that's really interesting. Oh, this is my favorite bit. Uh, the shag cuff is touch is a touch hard to pass up. Easy to apply, it looks smashing, as well as old-fashioned in a very nice way, like the fur blankets in the film Dr. Zhivago. <laughs> and I, I love that line because I was actually named for Laura, the character in Dr. Zhivago. So that's, that's quite fun. And then there's uh, something, so it explains how to do that. And also... I'm just flipping through here. The thing is, the patterns do take a little while to look at because they have great, um, instead of just describing how to do it for one size, it has a table after each pattern explaining all the different sizes that you can get from any given, any given pattern, which is great. There's also fleeced stuffed mittens, which you may recognize if you read the Yarn Harlot's blog as her thrummed mittens which involve, let me see, they're also called thrummed or drummed mittens, and they come from Labrador and northern Newfoundland. So um, basically you have, and it's a great little section in, in these patterns about why, where the pattern comes from, what they mean, you know, why they're made this way. It's really interesting. So I just, I, it's a very well-researched, thoughtful, fun book. Also, it has wristers, which I think that nowadays you'd probably call wrist warmers more. And there's a couple of different styles of those. There's a more, one with kind of a thumb gore, and then one with, um, without one, which is just a very simple little loop that goes over the thumb to hold it in place. 
And then, of course, the fox and geese mittens, which are really, really beautiful. And uh, striped mittens, flipping through here. Salt and pepper mittens, which is like a dark and light, dark and light, dark and light pattern, which I love. Uh, sawtooth mittens, just different patterns. Also, there's a great, um, in the color section, there's a little example of striped mittens and how the way that you carry the two yarns, like when you're working with two colors, affects the finished look of the item. If you hold one, if you always pass one yarn over the other, then it's going to stand out a little bit more in the finished product, and there's a great example of that. Also, of course, really adorable baby mittens, which is great, and they're, re they're really cute, <laughs> little thumbless mittens. Um, then part chapter three is double knit patterns from Atlantic Canada. I think maybe I should just read you the sections in the front and that might be a little better. Okay, so part one is general and uh, practical woolies from up north and down east. Part two is double knit mittens from Maine's upcountry. Part three is double knit, double knit mittens from Atlantic Canada. Part four is diamonds and waves from Newfoundland and Labrador. Part five is baby foxes and goslings, double knits for babies and small children. And that's really cute. And the best part is bef even before part one, there are two introductions and then general instructions about how to read the directions, reading charts, sizes, knitting needles and yarn sizes, and the materials for making traditional mittens. Instructions on casting on, cuffs, tension, working the hand, two-color knitting, joining a new color and weaving it in, joining a new yarn by sewing, increasing for the thumb, a wild variety of thumb gores, casting on over the thumb, and ending the mitten, and also winding a center pull ball. And that's actually doing it by hand without a ball winder. Let me look to see if they use a, yep, they use a nostapine, or actually they call it a nostapinder, or yarn winding stick. When I was first knitting, I would actually use the inside of a toilet uh, paper roll. So, you know, when you run out, you have that little cardboard tube. I would use those <laughs> to wind yarn on. Now I just do it in my hands. I still don't actually have a proper ball winder. But, so that's a great book. If you have any interest in warm, warm, warm mittens or any history in any of those parts of North America, you might find that really nice. So I highly recommend it. I've been oogling it for years. So I'm, I'm very excited to be able to finally have it. So that's, um, that's the show today. Um, I hope you enjoy it. And I really dig the encouragement I've gotten from various people over the weeks. And I if hope if anybody has a question or a problem or a, a math thing that they want me to research, please let me know. Leave a comment on the blog and I will get right on it. All right. In the meanwhile, happy knitting. Bye-bye.